Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. I know normally... This is where we would have Stephen Jones on. He is going to have to move, we are told. He will be on today sometime between 1230 and 1.30. So stay tuned for whenever that happens. In the meantime, we have brought on a special consultant for this segment. Howdy, boys. And that would be Eric Chiafala Low. I don't know why I put it. Why did you say Chia Follow? Like I don't that? know. Some people do that. Holidays. Chia Fala. Fala la 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 la. Yeah. I get it. I got it. I was just getting into the holiday spirit here. Yeah, that's true. Heavy. Or I was going to call you Chia Follow Well. I don't know. I'd be an honor. You just cut yourself off, <laughs> yeah. leading into it. And my Greatest brain, my brain's like, no, you're not doing that right at all. Is normally, this is where we do Dallas Cowboys thank you notes. But you know what? Instead, it's going to be Dallas Cowboys thanks for nothing notes. Or Dallas Cowboys, no thank you notes. However you want to put it, because my goodness, what a catastrophe that game was. It was bad, man. It was bad all over. Now, that's 7.2 7. 2 yards per carry by James Cook throughout that game. Not going to lie. That's lower than I would it have guessed. Been, yeah, it could have been I would have, have thought more. it was 9. It could, it could have gone up to 9 had they just said, hey, keep running the ball. But they decided because the Cowboys quit and somewhere late in the second quarter, the, 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 like at some point they could have just said, we're going to go for another record, buddy. We're going to keep sending you out there. And they said, nah, let's go ahead and take a rest. We need you next week. Yeah, it felt like they moved the, moved the chains every time he touched the ball. It did. All right. It didn't matter the down, how many yards there were. It's going to be a first down. But I actually wanted to start out my no thank you notes, Marquise Bell. Now, I know Greg Olson... Well, I like Greg Olson, but he could not figure out what had possibly happened to Micah Parsons. He was like, oh, I guess people just fell, fell over. No. Marquise Bell threw a Bills defender into Micah Parsons' leg, which luckily it turned out to not be so bad. But holy crap, that freaked me out. Don't throw people at any Cowboys players, lest you throw him at Micah Parsons. Yeah, at the knee, after the play, that was insane. I was a little bit scared because this is like, that was, that thing like hyperextended on him. Looked yes. like it, yeah. That wasn't just him milking it off the field limping. That was a legit limp there. Thank God he bounced back. But I loved Marquise Bell. He like did it and then he did, he didn't want to make eye contact with Micah. Like he didn't want to acknowledge. I would like, not this is, That was my fault, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was the, the moment in the game uh, where I started yelling cuss words around the house. And my wife was like, what is wrong? Because she could hear me like from the back room, back room back there. And she was just like, what is going on? She wasn't lo- sat- sitting there locked in with me. Yeah. Like I said, daddy's watching the football game. If you oh want daddy gosh. time, you can just come sit next to me and we can have daddy time. So oh, I'm sitting there like crap. yelling. And she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, well, we could have lost Micah forever. Like, what, what's, what's wrong? That's what's wrong. This team has these opportunities to go win a Super Bowl. And now we're going to be missing our best players. She's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, daddy. Exactly. That's what... It's 12.05, for goodness sake. The kids are out of school. Dude, we're all dads in here. Some of the kids are out of school. (laughs) I'm daddy. Oh, my God. You are the father. That was one. Bringing you on. That was a mistake. (laughs) I can see that now. But it's too late to turn back. It's too late to turn back. No thank you note to the powers that be for saying, hey... What if we just keep all the starters in the game that we're definitely not going to win? All right. The Cowboys had 92 yards through the first three quarters. That's the lowest they've had in a game in 13 years. But somehow, we decided at 31-3, to now's the time. And we're running a sweet CD Lamb rush into the end zone. And I was like, 
Good job, guys. You really accomplished something there. What the hell was the point of any of that? Eric, I contend that whenever you put out that kind of effort uh, as a head coach and you see that, you have to force them back out on the field because that's their punishment. Ooh, okay. I actually like that as a as an idea because mm-hmm. I was just thinking it was the ego. I don't want to only walk out of Buffalo with three points. Yeah. I at least want to... Let's clean this up a little bit with the way it looks here. It's Why? it's it's a disaster and it's very ugly and it's not going to look much better. But double digits, can you give me the ten points? That's what? my thinking. What I don't difference want it does that fan. make? I'm just saying I think that's how the, I think that's what the coach is thinking in that moment. Unless he's like thinking what Corey's thinking there, which is this is just pure punishment and I'm really willing to risk injury to my players because of it. Yeah, y'all want to be up by thirty at halftime? I'll get you out of this game pretty early. Y'all want to be down by thirty at halftime? Then we're gonna have y'all have some work to do, guys. Are, are you tell okay, and I get that. But are you telling me I'm gonna have to listen to some nonsense by Mike McCarthy this week and he's like, Did you see our offense in that last drive? Miami, you better watch out. Yeah, man. We <laughs> like, just am I gonna have to listen to that this week? Trying to get in rhythm for next week. Okay. I'm out on all I like I hear your point, but if I have to listen to McCarthy or Steven or Jerry or anybody be like, did you see our offense? And I was like, when the Bills didn't care and we're just hoping you ran out the clock, mm-hmm. great job. From the uh, from the 972, Kevin, no thank you to Michael Gallup. The man is literally committing highway robbery. Look at his contract. One target, one catch, nine yards. I don't know how to. Hey, that's nine more that. than I thought he was going to have. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> that's, that's how, nine more than I thought he did have. I don't. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Fair enough, dude. I don't know how to handle him. Like because every time I bring him up, and I'm like, "Hey guys, we got to talk about Gallup." Then he goes out and has a week where he'll have like four catches and a touchdown. And you're like, "What just happened, dude?" And so I, he just goes missing for too many times during the game. I don't know if it's just because Dak's not looking his way, or if he's just not creating the separation that he needs to have. If we can throw more into this is no thank you to Dak Prescott for missing a wide open Brandon Cooks on the touchdown play on the second play of the game. Look, yes, dude. Corey has a great theory about how Buffalo saw how that transpired. and was like, oh, my God, we need to shuffle it up just a little bit. Brandon Cooks was wide open. I know that's not a gimme play because deep passes are difficult to connect on. But that's a touchdown. That's a touchdown all day. And then... Sorry, but we're going to have to pile on him just a little bit. He was the MVP front runner going into this game. Dak Prescott threw four interceptions that were dropped or broken up by Cowboys players before he threw his actual interception. Think about it. The Cowboys were losing 31 to 3 in a game where four interceptions were in the hands of oh. Buffalo players, and then two of them were knocked away by Cowboys receivers. Well, I will admit, did a great job of playing defensive back. And then the other two were just straight up drop. It was an abysmal effort from Dak yesterday. Yeah, it was it was really bad from top to bottom. That that first miss to Brandon Cooks is heartbreaking. You're like, okay, does that mean we're gonna have more opportunities here? Is this a sign of we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dial this up? He's not gonna be terrible all game. But he he was bad. And, and I would say no thank you to all the wide receivers as well for the most part, where it's like, is anybody getting open? Yes. Is anybody getting open? Because I'm sure if there was guys open, I would I would like to think my quarterback's willing to throw the football as he's a quarterback uh, and he should throw it. That, that does make sense. And I'm not saying by any means that the offense played well, offensive line played well. Don't mistake that. But For at, sure. at least two of those were coverage sacks that you were just like, I, I, he's got nowhere to go with the ball. I would wish he would throw those away, but we are where we are. I thought the offensive line did not play well either. Here's a number uh, that I just told, stole from uh, from Babe Loffenberg. Uh The Cowboys, what's what are they best at? Pass rush is losing winning. to good teams. Pass rush is what they're best at, and the Bills said, "You know what? When do y'all pass rush? Third down. We're not going to let you get to third down." They had nine third downs in the game, and it feels like they they had they. Like, that's how good they were and effective they were on first and second down running the ball is they didn't even have that many third downs throughout this game. Only six of them were, I'm sorry, and six of them were six yards or less on third down. So it's not really even pass rush pressure as much as it is like they could go either way with this. And a lot of the times they were like, let's just keep running because we're really good at it. Don't worry about it. I think they averaged like under the bills were like, they they averaged under four yards to go on third down. So it was just... Well, that's not good. It was easy money opportunities for him, man. Yeah. It was just a bludgeoning of a terrible game. That really stung. Mm-hmm. I, is is Demone Clark? I mean, 
No thank you note to Damone Clark, right? Is that where you're going with that? Oh, my gosh, dude. Yes, this is an awkward time to say you could hear him. He'll be on tonight on the Cowboys <laughs> Hour uh, at the Sidecar Social Okay, Park. so he's still alive. Yeah. He's still with us, and that's honestly <laughs> – that's uh, that's wow. heartwarming for me. That play right there, that's the perfect synopsis. Well, there's there's a handful of plays that you could just show and be like, that was pretty much the game. Uh, like the 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 pile being pushed and Cowboy defenders just looking at the ref like, can't we just blow the whistle now? Like, yeah. do we actually have to get in there and stop this guy? Is How his feet are moving? Or soft is this is loud? Is, I heard, and we went back and forth with Mickey over it. Again, I like Nick Eatman. I appreciate DallasCowboys.com. He said it this morning. He's like, I hate that play. Then keep trying to tackle. Because you saw that, the whole reason they kept pushing the pile is because multiple Dallas players quit trying to tackle. And they're like, oh, we stopped his forward progress. No, he didn't. He just got another yard. And then another. And then another. At least that first one, I think he gained an extra six yards. Yes. Which is crazy. It's nuts. It's nuts. And it's it should be allowed. That is that is fine for me. I watch that and just say, yes, that is... That's not a that's not a play that they need to look into removing. That's not rugby. That's just we are we are tougher than you. We are stronger than you and we care more than you. And so we're going to we're going to continue to do this and they create first downs out of that. How much uh did time did y'all spend with that going into the game this weekend with the desperate team theory? Because I felt like they were the more hungry team, but I didn't know if they were desperate yet, as the Bills were. We we, we had talked about it a handful of times. Okay. You know, Broadus likes to bring that up, and especially when you're d- dealing with a desperate team that is like a quality team. Yeah. yeah. Like, they are a legit quality team. We know they were better than what their record actually showed, uh, but we, sh- we, we made it seem like they were the best team in the sport yesterday. Yeah. Heartbreaking. No, you're definitely, you're definitely right about that. This is interesting. I did not anticipate this. They did say, hey, can I squeeze in an actual thank you note to Mike McCarthy for getting CeeDee Lamb that garbage time touchdown and saved my fantasy football playoffs. Okay. All right. I did, you not, know what? I did not anticipate. Maybe that's what McCarthy was doing, keeping his players in. Yeah. Trying to, he there was were trying championships to get... on the line somewhere. Yeah, for real. At least playoff games. Okay. And we know you'll get cussed at if you, if you do that. We've seen that happen with lots of players that have taken a knee at the one-yard line and screwed over their, their fantasy teams out there. No thank you note to anyone who is attempting to blame the referees for this loss. In what universe did you watch this game and think, the refs screwed us and that's why we lost? Did you see the whole rest of the game? Like, I was going to say no thank you note to Demarcus Lawrence for the late hit that kept the drive alive. Obviously, no thank you note to Sam Williams for somehow turning his arm into triangle into a triangle so the ball could go right through there. That was amazing. Was Is I, There's... I understand if you're concerned about a call or specifically two calls. There is no way in the universe I think you can look at this game and be like, the, the refs are why. Like, zero percent. None. I told you a while back, Kevin, I've decided to stop. Uh, I've, I think it was about three or four years ago I said I would never again blame the referees uh, for games lost. because. But then the, the refs started taking advantage of it. And now they're screwing the games over even more and more consistently outside of it. So I might have to go back to it at some point. But I wasn't going to let that affect my day anymore. We got to keep. We got to keep the pressure on these guys. But that is. Uh, I mean, it, they, they were none of those penalties were going to change the outcome of that game. That is for sure. Even if you want to say, "Hey, let's," uh, they get ten less points in the game. Okay, you still got crushed. There was nothing yeah. about that game that gives you like, oh, if, without this call or that call, like the inevitable was the Bills were winning that game and they were winning by double digits and that was just the fact of the matter. And we're going to dive into this more uh, tomorrow, but no thank you to Greg Olson for saying this loss to the Bills doesn't make the Cowboys any less of a contender. Is that what he said? Yes, that is actually what he said. I don't know if he doesn't understand how playoff structure does, works or not. We'll dive into this Full-fledged tomorrow. That is an absurd statement. Well, they're still a contender. Not the same. Not the same. It doesn't make them any less of a contender. I mean, uh, well, they're still a con- as much of a contender as everybody else, right? Don't they have still? Oh. If, like, you feel like you they get- have, their chance to contend is, yeah. is higher when you know they get to do it at home where they're clearly yes. a different team. Oh, okay. Okay, I get and that. Now it's and like- so you're saying home field advantage is the more important part. Yes. Okay, Especially I, I understand that. Well, and plus now you've... Or weirdly so, yeah. Now you've played what we deem as probably a quality opponent four times, and you've lost three of them. Now it is true in the rematch against Philadelphia, you beat the crap out of them. And I think the Cowboys are better than Philadelphia. But this was another... 
supposed quality opponent that punched you straight up in the face. I was having San Francisco flashbacks. Yes. All throughout this. Oh, game. there was the it was the moment whenever you went to the sideline and Tyron looked stunned. And it was the same look that I remember seeing Dak on the sideline in San Francisco. Just it was the haze. same look of just like, I don't know what's happening right now. I don't know why we can't do anything to score and our guys can't do anything to stop them. And those balances help each other out throughout. That's the that's the complimentary football that we're all hearing about. It didn't help each other either way. Because once Joe Brady realized that the Cowboys couldn't do anything, he was like, why would I even throw the ball? I know. Why would I even give him a chance right now? I'm was, just going to keep running it. It was amazing. Like a, a, an offensive coordinator just not getting bored with, <laughs> actually, yeah, we can, we can the pretty same much play. just run the three ball. Three times in a row. Yeah. They ran the same play three times in a row. Everybody who loves 40s through 60s NFL that was watching this was like, eh, no, this is when football was Here we football. Are. <laughs> they were surprised when they saw it was like a sub-30-year-old calling yes, the plays. They're yes. like, Wait, what? Hold on. Is Can we also give a no thank you note to the refs for blowing the whistle on Mozzie Smith's supposed sack? So I have to listen to how well, he had a sack as <laughs> if that means he had a good game. Did you see how that was going to go? <laughs> see, that, that's where the Cowboys were like, see, this is how we're supposed to be refing yeah. these games. You're supposed to be blowing the whistle yeah. before I have to really do anything. I will say that I know Broadus is going to come in with his, his viewing of it all, and I'll get to it tonight, but the... Mozzie didn't have a great game. He also wasn't the reason. Like, I'm not going to p- pile all this on Mozzie, but he he has to get better faster, and he's got to get better at a lot of things a lot faster to be, especially if you're going to be missing Hankins at any point, he's got to be a lot better very soon to be an impact player for this team. That whole front seven, absolutely terrible. Uh, I do want to say huge thank you to Mike McCarthy for when there was a moment to for your defense to get a turnover. Uh, and you could have challenged it. He had, I want to say thanks, because he had that red flag in his hand. Okay. Well, he look, had it, it was in there. his hand. Let's go ahead and thank Jordan Lewis and the rest of the crew that decided to stand there while they saw the play transpire two feet in front of them. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And not say anything. So that's about, it. That's hey, it. it's a turnover. The whole team just looked disconnected from the game, right? Like, that's that's what I will take away from this one is they just all look disconnected. Even in that moment where they could have made something happen, did not make anything happen. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Thank you very much for jumping in with us, good sir. Where can we hear you? Uh, you can hear me on the home of the Cowboys, nice. America's team. From 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. in the G-Bag Nation. And on pregame so, shows? Pregame shows and stuff like that. So, uh, Your face, Kevin. Really nice to hang out <laughs> No, with I guys. support that. Well, I, I think you guys got something special here as well. Yeah, so. thank you very much. It's we'll really tune cool. in every once in a while and see what's going on. Likewise, yeah. man. But only till I get home. 
Then I gotta stuff. Then you gotta. No, then you turn it on in the garage. Then you gotta do the daddy stuff. Hang out in the garage. (laughs) We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's go around the NFC East, gearing up for Eagles, Seahawks, and even more, probably about that horrid Cowboys game. Plus positives: the Texas high school football state championships belong to the Metroplex. We'll do it next right here on the Fan. Here's fourth and five. At the Dallas 48, snap is back. They protect him. Prescott has the ball intercepted at the 40-yard line and uh, tackled after about a five- or six-yard return. And Benford came up with the first interception of the game. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan where that sadness and lack of enthusiasm from Brad Sham right there I think it's replicated in all of us having to watch that game. Yesterday. That's one of the things that you you do get the reality from Brad Sham within the game, yeah. within the moment of whether or not he's having a good time or bad watching this game. You definitely get that feeling from him. So that stinks. Is Let's try to pick it up. I'm, I'm going to have some attempts at positives that people might not like. Okay. As we go across the NFC East and around the NFC East, always choose your own adventure. When we go around the NFC East, would you like to go with the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants, or the Commanders? You know what, guys? We've been rocking with the Cowboys for a long time. The loss catches up to them. So let's go with the Commanders to start. Oh, yeah. I know. Okay. Man, that did really throw me for a loop. All right. Let's go with the Commanders where... Well, they they still lost because they're not good. But positive news for the Commanders. Sam Howell had thrown a pick six in each of his last three games. He could have tied the record held by Matt Schaub for the most consecutive pick six games. However, he did not. He only threw a regular interception. Oh, just a regular one? That's called progress. Is it? No. Were they any better? No. Yeah, I don't know, man. No, they weren't. Uh, I guess, yeah, no. I'm Unless you're say, cheering for the draft pick. I'm going to say it's not progress. Okay. I'm going to say that's just still standing steel. Still. Because if it was still standing steel, still, you'd yep. have got knocked over and then a rusher would have gone right past you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you want to go? Otherwise, the commanders are boring. Do you want to go to the Giants? The Eagles or the Cowboys? Well, Kevin, I know how much of a fan you are of one Tommy DeVito. Oh, forget so about it. We will, so we will go with uh, the Tommy Cutlets beer. Tommy dropping Dom's DeVito. Look, you can make fun of him all you like, but he's your last hope. Or probably your last best hope to win this division. Now, unfortunately... Didn't go super great for them yesterday as Tommy DeVito had to leave the field for, I think, like four or five plays. He got sacked seven times wow. by the Saints. Wow. So there's that. And the Giants had all of 193 yards for the game. But they scored a touchdown, right? Uh, they did not. Oh. They kicked a couple. Actually, you know what? That actually phases perfectly into the next part. They did not score a touchdown, and their place kicker got hurt. So I saw that they he hurt his hamstring on a kickoff. It's tough, it's a tough thing to do after kicking a fifty-six yard field goal. So for their next field goal, because they couldn't be scoring touchdowns, they brought in the punter, and the punter hit a forty-yard field goal for the Giants. Now look, that made the game seven to six. I realized it's a close the, one. Yeah, Good I realized right there. I realized the game didn't end up what being that close, but at that point the game was still you know within reach, kind of in the balance, within kicking distance. Then don't worry about what happened in the second half because the Giants did a big bag. And they nothing. got it handed to them. But do you think Jamie Gillen deserves some Pro Bowl love because not only is he a punter, he can kick a forty-yard field goal. Mm, no. Okay. No. But let's see what he does next year. You know, let's see if he'll, he'll be like, you know what? I've trained for both punting and kicking. And I've never understood that, by the way. What, that, would, you, what would you call that skill? If you combined picking, kicking. Pucking. 
and punting together. What, what would you call I it? I just said it. Pu- like hockey, pucking. Uh, okay. What, you, what would you call it, Kevin? Now that sounds about right. All right. I've just never understood why, why we don't have more combo kickers, field goal kicker punters. Uh, and if you're like, well, because it's different kicking, don't care. Like you kick the ball through the uprights and you punt it far. Like just if you can do both of them, I can save a roster spot. True. I can go. I can have. Uh, I can have Trey Lance as my my third string quarterback, and I can trot him out there oh, when the game's over. Oh well. Having to leave him on the sideline. So or get real linebackers. By the way, oh my goodness gracious, fair. While we're talking about the Giants, the Giants have three games left. Two of their last three games are against the Eagles. That's why we keep talking about Tommy DeVito. It's as simple as this. If, I realize this is not simple and this is a big if. If the Cowboys could win out, you just need one time Tommy DeVito to dial it up and defeat the Philadelphia Eagles. If that happens, you win the division and you get the number two seed in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm assuming something from Detroit right there. You'll probably get the number two seed in the playoffs. And even if you don't, you would be stacked up with Detroit as the two and you as the three, and you would avoid San Francisco until the NFC Championship game. All right, now my question to you, Kevin. What on God's green earth makes you think that Tommy DeVito can do that, though? Because before this game, uh-huh. which is not a good look, the Giants were on a three-game winning streak. Do you against, know? Do you? Hey, against. Hey, a, another NFC East team. Thank you very much. Was it Washington? No. Yes. <laughs> but think about this. And was it the Patriots involved? Yes. Okay. And the Packers. Hey, the Packers are not terrible. How they look yesterday? Not good. Okay but I made sure to not say not terrible, (laughs) is the Giants had won two games all season. And then, oh, hey, Tommy DeVito comes in. Boom. Why do you do that every time? Forget about it. Why do you do that every time, though? Forget about it. I think it's because. Oh, oh, oh. I think it's because of watching The Sopranos. And also, (laughs) there's this family guy joke that I think is hilarious. And. Somebody cuts in line in front of a whole bunch of like New Jer- New York and New Jersey people, and they're like, "Oh, hey, Copernicus, why don't you navigate yourself to the back of the line?" <laughs> and so I think it's a combination of those two things right there. And plus, you know what, Corey? That's the only hope we have. Is well, I guess Matthew Stafford could help out as well. But if you want to get the tiebreak free and clear, you need the Giants to beat the Eagles, and you have to win out. Is Let's talk about some positive things, I guess. Is Dak Prescott through his first interception, which that should have been the case like three times before that. He threw his first interception in 199 passes yesterday. That is the third most in Cowboys history. Here's a fun way of looking at the chart. The longest streak in Cowboys history, Dak Prescott, 291. Then Troy Aikman, then Dak Prescott, then Troy Aikman, then Dak Prescott again. So the top five are all filled by Dak Prescott and Troy Aikman for longest consecutive run of throws without an interception. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I'll go back to it. I I wrote a piece on 105.3 The Fan a long time ago that said that Dak Prescott would continue to to be in that category where he would take over all the Cowboys' uh, uh, records at some point. The game, the way that it's built right now, allows that. But the, even still, to throw as many times as he was throwing and not have that happen, it's that that is a positive thing for Dak Prescott because he made a commitment to take care of the football this year. I'm I'm going to throw out one more positive that people might scoff at, and I'll admit I'm part of that group. Is CeeDee Lamb had a rushing touchdown. He now has eight receiving touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns this year. Last Cowboys receiver to get to 10 or more touchdowns was Des Bryant nine years ago when he had 16 in that insane season right there. What a crazy number of touchdowns. Good for you, Des. Is you put anything into that, or do you still think, why the hell was CD and Dak and the rest of the A-team out on the field? Um, I, I really, I, again, I'll stick to you don't deserve to get off this field. Like, give me some effort, and I'll, yeah. and I'll take you off the field. But y'all have done nothing. 
Uh, so at this point, we're doing practice reps in live rotation uh, because I can't, I can't, I can't punish you in practice. So I'm going to stick with you guys get punished by having to be out on the field. But I, I do take, I do like that. I think it's a big deal, and it should be a big deal uh, that Ceedee Lamb's able to to do something that this team hasn't had at that position in a very long time. They've had a lot of different wide receivers to spread the ball around to, uh, and so those numbers kind of faded a little bit. But to be able to be that, that's a dominant receiver. It is a little weird that he does it on a run play. Yes, that is true. (laughs) All right. Now we need to go to the Eagles. So the Eagles play tonight against Seattle. And keep in mind, I just want to make sure everybody understands this. If Seattle loses tonight against the, uh, if, excuse me, if Philadelphia loses tonight against Seattle, that will temporarily put the Cowboys back into first place. Oh, yeah. Keep in mind, that's not the way it would play out if they both won out from here. All right. So you would still need some help. If they both won out, but what and from Tommy DeVito, is probably or in this case, then Matthew Stafford would help you out as well because you just need them to lose any game. I'm assuming we're all rooting for the Eagles to lose because that at least makes the path to a division title better. Here is or easier. Uh, here here is the way that I kind of feel that way, Kevin. When you're discussing this, I want them to lose because it already seems like there's a little turmoil in house. With the the Jalen Hurts like trying to pick up the fumble stuff that's going on, I guess there was a note that AJ Brown was upset about it too, and so like I'm I'm hoping that they're kind of falling apart internally. The so that's really why I want to see the see it more than anything. I want them to I want to look and say, hey man, that team's they're they're not together anymore. Rather than hey, we got it just for our purposes. But I want to see it happen tonight. I definitely want to see it happen tonight. And then a continued, like, the everything just keeps falling. In terms of updates for Jalen Hurts, Adam Schefter said, it was described to me yesterday that Jalen Hurts was in real jeopardy of missing the game tonight. I think he's going to try to play, but I don't know if he's going to play. And then Eagles Nation put out that Ian Rappaport said he ended up traveling separately from the team. He's experiencing weakness and all sorts of flu-like symptoms but he does not technically have the flu. Okay. And so that is a kind of a thing that's been going around yeah. uh, around these parts of late. I think kind of Adrian might have that thing going oh, on. Oh no. Right now. Yeah. Okay. So it's a weird it's a weird thing. What do you call that, Kevin? It's like the flu, I, but it's not necessarily the flu. So the crud? You just call it the crud? Yeah. Actually, that does kind of make sense to me. Let's go with that. I don't know if that's the medical terminology, but we don't really have to worry about that is let's go from that. I did that just for you. The Eagles made a change on their defensive staff. This is a kind of a low-key defensive staff. Is They're keeping their defensive coordinator in place. However, Matt Patricia has assumed play-calling duties for the defense, which that feels a little odd, does it not? It does. It does, but it also, at the same time, like they needed an answer there, right? Their their defense was was floundering, and the Cowboys capitalized on what a couple other teams had seen that they don't do well. So the Cowboys capitalize it, and they're like, okay, can we fix this? They can't play man coverage, dude. Like that's just the reality of what they are right now. So they got to find, they got to see if they can do something different. Uh, in their scheme, it does feel weird to do it at this point in the season. Yes, but they are afraid. They are. I really do think Philadelphia is afraid of all of this thing crumbling right before their eyes. I really do think that they're kind of on on. Is it thin ice at this point? I sure. think that everybody feels like they're on eggshells. Do you think it's going to crumble? Um, let's watch it tonight. <laughs> okay, let's How- watch it all blissfully happen right before our eyes tonight. So you're kind of anticipating the potential. For DK Metcalf, I'm I'm gonna see I want to see 20 touchdowns tonight from him. I'm uh, yeah, dude. Would you settle for three? I would settle for three. Okay, and a win because if okay, didn't you have a really good game against us? They still lost, so I want the three and a win. All right, let's go to Dom DeSandro, the security chief for the Philadelphia Eagles. He will not have sideline access for the remainder of the regular season. They might let him have sideline access back for the playoffs, but you know how we talked about he was going to be banned from the sideline for the Cowboys game. 
and then they would determine the NFL, that is, if there is further need. Yeah, further oh. need for punishment. Okay. And they decided, yes, yes, there is. So he will not have sideline access for the rest of the regular season. How much is that going to hurt them? Uh, I I don't know. Like that's a real that is a real thing. I bet he takes care of things that people don't even think about. What does that mean? Uh, that like he takes care of things. No, no. Like he, I bet he does things that people take for granted. You know, it's like whenever right. it's like if I died, all right, my wife would be like, "Hey, how's the yard going to get mowed?" You know, she wouldn't know. What? She would be like, "How?" When's the filter going to be changed out in the refrigerator? Mm. She doesn't know how to do that. Actually, she called me while we were away uh, and changed it because I had to send her like a, a link. Anyway, yeah, there's so I feel like maybe he does something. He gets a cup of water for somebody that they don't even realize he gets that cup of water for him. I think he's going to be missing, dude. I think I also think the fans love him so much so that whenever he's not on that sideline, they're like, we're lost without him. He's Alita. Okay. I don't know how they talk. You're getting there. All right. Darius Slay underwent arthroscopic surgery this week. He's obviously not going to play tonight. And Sirianni did not provide a timetable for Slay's return, but he does believe that the cornerback will be back by the end of the regular season. Okay. So I, I don't know if that legitimately means just the last game Unless of the regular nothing season. Left to play for. You know what I mean? I mean, they would. Oh, they're in the playoffs. In the playoffs, yeah, but if they right? lost out here, Kevin, you telling me that he would be like, "Yeah, I got to come back for this team. I'm the secret for us being winning a playoff game. We stink so much. lost to Tommy DeVito Ooh, twice. See, but that's the thing. I think I would come back for that because then you would get the NFC South in the opening round of the playoffs. And so when you win that game, you can be like, "You're welcome," even though you know, like realistically, <laughs> you didn't have much. If anything mm-hmm. to do with what happened, Valid. you could still try to take credit for I like it. it. I would consider that. All right. Two-fold question right here as we wrap up the NFC East and move back into the rest of football. All right. Ask the questions. Do you – how do you feel about Saturday NFL football? Let's start with that. I I like it because I'll just take more football. I'll just take more NFL okay. football every day. Yeah. You know me. Give me some Tuesday night football. I'll take Wednesday night football. Okay. What else am I going to do? You know, that's I'm sitting there enjoying football. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does my family do? Goes everywhere else. Instead of enjoying daddy time, watching football with me, they're, they're like, hey, you know what? We're going to go into our rooms. I totally so, like I, yes, I love Saturday football. It does feel like playoff time whenever Saturday football is happening. It, I, I don't. It just feels like because during the during the playoffs we do have some Saturday games, so it starts to feel like playoff time is upon us. Even though we still have four games left before the season's over. Right. Okay. I I get that. It's always plus there's I, something. It does feel like there's something missing when college football is kind of on their break, their seven month break before the playoffs or whatever. Are you <laughs> so so long between? Are you proud of the NFL for pretending like that's a partnership and waiting until college football is done to swoop in on the Saturday when in reality they could just crush them by taking over actual Saturdays yes. during the fall? I, that, they've I always known that. that they could just take it away from them instantly, yes. but they just left it there. Okay, and then to go along with this, man, I really hate that this text came in because I think we're going to have to talk about this from the 206. Y'all notice Micah seems to only want to tackle quarterbacks. He will rarely go head up against a running back or get involved in a gang tackle. I have questions. Okay, let me preface this one more time. Micah is a fantastic player that I'm so glad is on the Dallas Cowboys. I have questions about his physical, his physicality. Because earlier in the year, I don't remember which game it was. But earlier in the year, Micah Parsons said, run up against any of our players. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll stop you across the board. Then that's just fundamentally untrue. In fact, you're much more likely to find players that you can run over from the Cowboys than will actually make a stop on a run play. And I think Micah Parsons is part of that group. When he's moving forward and he has a momentum advantage, whether it's against an offensive lineman, whether it's against a quarterback or whatever, obviously he's phenomenal. If you have to go at it with the other person also having momentum, he has problems. Like, he was part of that pile that was getting pushed back early in the game. And I have some concerns about Micah Parsons' physicality. Go back and watch the play where his where his knee got hit. And I'm kind of, I don't know what he was doing. He was just kind of standing around the pile and kind of had hands near it. And then I was like, now get away from the pile. 
because oh crap that's it that's why because you can get the you know, so don't stand near the pile that's always that's everybody knows that um but there were moments yesterday where i was like oh man like where is that version of him that really is on attack mode where's that version of him that can knock somebody and do some work and i wasn't seeing that and it has been kevin maybe not just him but the entire thing it's a mentality whenever you're going into these big games against opponents that can be physically dominant to you you have to have the mentality that you're going to be the hitter that you're going to be the one that goes after them and it does seem too many times that mentality is non-existent whenever these big games come up so if you want to use the word soft it does feel that way for sure so that's kind of i when i was watching it i had those moments where i felt that Right now, brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. It is time to talk with Dallas Cowboys Executive Vice President Stephen Jones. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, guys. Now, I'm I'm curious because Mike McCarthy said this after the game. Michael Parsons said this after the game. I'm curious if you have any insight about why there is such a difference between this Cowboys team at home and on the road. We're getting towards the end of the season, so this has been a trend for a while. Well, I think this is, uh, you know, personally, I, you know, I, I think you take each one on its own merit. And, you know, it's the way at least I, I, you know, I like to take a look at a game. And, you know, uh, to me, that whole game stacks up to, you know, we, we had some very inopportune penalties and a situation that uh, went against us. And uh, if you will, not that they weren't self-inflicted, but uh, certainly, you know, they uh, have a nice drive to start the game, but we hold them in the red zone, which they're efficient in, and uh, we're going to get them uh, in a field goal situation. Unfortunately, we had a rough in the passer. Uh, the next time around, we we stop them, and uh, they're up seven to nothing. We had a nice drive, but ha- had some penalties that hurt us, and then we punt the ball, and they punt the ball, and we have a great opportunity to block it, but we unfortunately rough the kicker, and they take that penalty and they go on and get another touchdown. And then, of course, we had the chance to uh, ultimately uh, uh, we had a penalty. Then on top of that, we had a chance to recover a fumble. And that probably was a fumble. Uh, they moved quick. Hats off to them. You're on the road. And you get yourself in the hole against a really good football team. And uh, it, it's hard to get back in it. you got to give the Bills a lot of credit. Uh, they, they needed that game in the worst way to – uh, stay in playoff contention. Not that we didn't need it equally as bad, to, uh, you know, as you said, to try to get us back to our home field. But, you know, that, that's one of those games that uh, uh, I look at that, and that was our situation. But, um, you know, we got to take a deep breath here and uh, uh, get back to work and still have confidence that we can play well on the road if that's what it requires. We'll get an opportunity next week against the Dolphins, and uh, we'll see how we respond. You're right about the Dolphins game coming up, obviously, but I, I was curious based off of what you said. Right now, do you have confidence that this Cowboys team can beat a quality opponent on the road? Absolutely. No question. I mean, we got the right guys. We got the right players. We got the right coaching staff. Uh, you know, I just think it's one of those things. You you look at each game, and, uh, you know, obviously the San Francisco game and this game last night were tough ones uh, for us, but, uh, you know, I thought we played really good football against the Eagles and uh, had not gave us ever opportunity to win it against a really good football team. And, you know, we, we didn't make the plays at the end of the game, but we certainly had a chance to, to win the game, and we didn't do it. And uh, I just think this team is a, uh, you know, like I said, it's real easy to pile on, and I totally understand it. I know our fans are disappointed, and I certainly understand the criticism, but uh, we just have to go to work. Is that is that frustrating, uh, knowing that you could have put in, put some some pressure on the Eagles as they come into tonight's game? Oh, I think there's pressure on them. I mean, I think, you know, we lost an AFC game uh, last night. Uh, they've lost one to the Jets. Uh, they lose this one tonight. There's a lot of pressure on them, and things are back to dead even again, maybe even more even than they were going into the weekend. So, uh, you know, we'll have lost three in, NFC. If they happen to lose this game tonight, then, there's a lot of pressure on the the running game from from Buffalo looked furious. They looked like they they had the physicality to go along with it. 
where exactly when you were watching this were you seeing, man, we gotta we gotta fix this pretty quickly because I know Hankins was out uh and then Mozzie had his opportunity, but it seemed like there were some other areas that were struggling a little bit too. Yeah, they just uh they did a good job of uh getting on the edge on us, uh in terms of uh you know, running that press play and then the cutbacks and you know, we just uh for whatever the reason we didn't play as good a defense as we're capable of. I, I think it's something that certainly, uh, 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 you know, something Dan uh, will get with our team there and, uh, you know, do the adjustments that we need to do, look at where they uh, had success against us and uh, uh, look at the film and do what it takes to uh, to, to be better going forward. Certainly uh, it's on tape. People are going to look at it. They play a game, uh, a team next week uh, that's good on the edges. Uh, you know, they've got uh, two really, really explosive backs and uh, Mostert and uh, A-Chain. And, well, you know, we're going to have our hands full with that. And then, of course, they're dynamic uh, in the passing game as well. So uh, we're going to go on the road again. And I, I expect our guys to answer the bell. Now, in the midst of all of this, we haven't talked about it a whole ton today, but the Cowboys did clinch a playoff spot does that feel like a big deal to you today, or are you more focused on the loss against Buffalo? Well, we're, what we're totally focused on is getting better. And uh, uh, certainly, uh, you know, we've got, uh, you know, bigger goals in mind than clinching the playoffs. Uh, I, I would say that. And uh, uh, But we have to uh, certainly uh, uh, take in this tape, uh, see where we can improve as a football team, where we can execute better. Uh, you know, I think yesterday was tough in all three phases, uh, whether it was offense, defense, or special teams. We just, uh, you know, we got on the ropes there against a really good football team at their place in a tough environment, and we didn't get the job done. And if we want to uh, do the things we need to do to ultimately accomplish what we want to accomplish, which is be a championship football team, then we have to get better. Steven, do you have any uh, any updates at the moment on Zach Martin and how, how that quad's feeling? Well, Zach Martin, as you know, is a warrior. And, uh, uh, you know, he had that injury going into the game. He had had a bruise there and unfortunately uh, got another one right on the same spot. And uh, But there's no one I, I would uh, count on more to answer the bell in terms of uh, uh, having, uh, you know, a great opportunity to play next week. It's uh Certainly something he couldn't play with last night, but feel good that uh, he'll respond, uh, you know, to our trainers and they'll get him in a position to give him ever opportunity to play against the Dolphins. Do you ever have to be cautious with a player like Zach Martin because you know he wants to play no matter what? (laughs) Like, I'm serious because he's so tough. Do you ever have to take a step back? Absolutely. I mean, there are guys and. He's one of them. I, I know one of the biggest warriors we've had around that place is uh, Demarcus Lawrence in terms of uh, always being available to play, even when a lot of players wouldn't play with some of the things uh, Demarcus Lawrence or Zach Martin have had. Uh, so you do gotta uh, you do gotta uh, monitor them. And uh, but we've got a great staff back there. You know, I think the best in the business and Brett Brown and Jim Maurer in terms of. Uh, getting them, uh, getting players ready to go and knowing what's in their best interest, certainly getting them ready to play if it's the right thing to do, but also managing, uh, you know, managing them, knowing that uh, we've got uh, a lot of football here to play. As you said, we're going to be in the playoffs, but uh, in our mind, we still got a lot of work to do and feel like uh, we can do a lot of good things that put us in a better position to have success in the playoffs. Steven, before we let you go, the one of the thoughts is, hey, we got a lot of safeties playing linebacker on this team. They're a little light here. If that's going to be the case, can that carry through in the playoffs? Can the Cowboys have uh, something like that happen again? Is there is there a looking? Are you kind of looking at the linebackers and trying to say, is there anything else out there we can add to this before the season ends? Well, we always look uh, at anything that would make us better. Uh, obviously, you're at the end of the season here. It's more difficult. Uh, to find situations that can help you. But uh, I'll say this, uh, you know, where Buffalo was uh, having their most success was on the edges. And usually that plays to uh, speed and, uh, you know, what we do well. And it's just something we've got to digest this tape, see uh, where we didn't get the job done in terms of setting edges and uh, having success and uh, doing a better job. I mean, hats off. you got to give uh, – 
you got to give Cook uh, credit. You got to give the Bills credit. Uh, they needed that game in the worst way, and uh, you know they play well at home, just like us. I think if you look at their season this year, they've had a ton of success at home and have struggled on the road. But uh, we knew that was going to be a challenge, and unfortunately, we just didn't play uh, the type of football we know and know we can play. And uh, I fully expect, with the leadership we have on the field, with the Dak Prescotts of the world and the Zach Martins of the world and the Micah Parsons, that they're going to respond to this and uh, and fully expect us to play uh, really good football next week against the Dolphins. Troy Vincent had said last week that the league would look at the rules about a fumble going out of the end zone. I- I'm curious if that sounds right to you, and what do you think about that rule? Because I know a lot of people really don't like it. Yeah, I think it's a, you know, obviously it's a very uh, egregious penalty uh, when you fumble the ball through the end zone, where if you fumbled it just out of bounds at the one yard line, that's where you get the ball. So uh, it's something we've talked about many times in the past as a competition committee. Uh, obviously it's on Troy's slate for us to address as it should be uh, when you're looking at something right there that has uh, many opinions in terms of what it should be. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, it, it's a, a traditional rule that's always been in place, but, Sometimes it's time to make a change. So we'll look at that. Uh, I want to take it all in again before I uh, take a stand again. I, I, I guess, uh, you know, historically, you know, I've really got to be convinced personally that you should change something if it's been in place for, uh, you know, if it's a traditional rule that's been in place for many, many years. But I'm also open-minded uh, to change if it's in the best interest of the game. Appreciate it as always. Good, sir. We'll catch up with you after the Dolphins game. Hey, great being on with you guys. Take care. There you go. Stephen Jones right here on 105.3 The Fan. One more quick note for you because you know how this always works. Former Cowboy, current Steeler, DeMonte Casey, has been suspended for the rest of the regular season following the hit on Michael Pittman. Yeah, that stinks, man. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here. On 105.3 The Fan, coming up next, time for the C-Block, starring Corey Major. Man, I got a little bit of that Aaron Rodgers conversation I want to have with you, but also, when's it okay to just let it flow? We do that next in The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.